All You Need to Know is brought to you by no one. No one at all. Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and Isaac Bayer. I want to hear the story of your, of your car getting towed. In downtown Nashville, now you'd think a guy that lives in a place like he lives in Nashville would well, let's, be let's you know, not, not the type of guy to a you know let's to, not to talk not about, pay for a park. Let's not talk about uh, where we live, and I won't or where I live, and I won't get into the specifics necessarily of how my car got towed. But it is the NFL's fault, and we're talking about football today. Uh, today's going to be more football focused even though it, it you were talking about before we got started how this is going to have a short shelf life it's not true at all this is this could possibly go on for another 15 years uh just based on how things have gone in the past um but yes my car got towed and i'm blaming it on roger goodell and the nfl because the only reason that i was out over the past weekend was because i wanted to watch the nfl wildcard game that was exclusively on peacock the the streaming service so i went to a place where i knew the the game would be showing and uh which would allow me to avoid a peacock streaming service subscription so i go out to a place where the game is showing i watch that mediocre game happen and then long story short my car got towed while i was watching the game so the, the NFL did that. They put yes. a hit on you. And the they said, fee, this guy's not paying for Peacock? Get I it. really do think that that's, that's part of how it went down. Because I wasn't parked for a very long time. Couldn't have been maybe maybe three and a half hours is how long I was parked. Which, I, honestly, I feel like is a very short time. A short time frame to have I your car towed. It was a long time. Uh, but I now, uh, with hindsight, equipped with hindsight, I would pay the Peacock subscription. I know they were running a, a deal where I think it was $29 and you got a year's worth of Peacock, uh, which now uh, comparative to the the $300 I paid to get my car out of the impound lot, that looks like a steal. And I would gladly go back in time and, and maybe make that trade, but I can't do that. And now I'll just go forth. So I, I do have a little bit of a grudge against the NFL, a grudge against Peacock for sure. And then I won't name any specific. Roger Goodell better not show his face in Nashville. It'll and be sent, a, it'll be a dark day in hell. And for I Roger sent, Goodell. I sent him uh, a very nice message, uh, hoping that he would understand because it the NFL is a twelve billion dollar industry, right? So a small little parking little uh, towing fee would be nothing to them. That'd be that'd be less than pocket change. For Roger Goodell. So I just thought I would throw it out there, yeah. see if there was any sort of uh, potential for being compensated because, like I said, the only reason I was out was to watch an NFL product. Uh, but I have not heard back from Roger you Goodell. Think after that, you think the day after that game was over was the most canceled? Do you think people canceled their subscriptions by the thousands? Yes, without a doubt. There were people that basically just treated that as a pay-per-view right, event. They paid for Peacock. I see. And then they waved goodbye to Peacock probably right after the game or the next morning. Yeah. So yeah, NFL. We're not we're not really talking about Peacock for this entire episode. It'll probably come up again. But come on, right? If it's a playoff game, 
just let the people watch it. Don't you want people to watch it? And I know they'll say uh, plenty of people watched it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I'm sure plenty of people pirated it too. So let's just keep that They've in been mind. doing it. And I'll say it. I'll say it out loud. I'm a no, pirate. Don't call me don't, Captain Blackbeard. Don't say I'm a that. Pirate. They're listening. You don't you don't want to get into that kind of in, into that kind of trouble. Can't tow but... my car from off my property. Listen, we, we don't need to talk about I'd like cars. to see Roger Goodell show up around here. Okay. Well, maybe he will after he hears this. He's a powerful man. Uh, he's got plenty of money if he if he wanted to show up at your residence and he knows where you are. But we're not talking about Roger Goodell or the NFL, but we are talking about something that's sort of adjacent to that. Uh, and by the way, since we just kind of jumped into things, my name's Quinn Eaton. With me today is Isaac Bayer. Uh, no, DJ Pig, he's not here. He's got plenty of things going on. And I almost wasn't here because my internet was out and it just magically popped back on as soon as we needed to record the podcast, which was one of the more wild things that I feel like I've ever experienced, uh, aside from getting my car towed. But yeah. that just happened recently, so yeah. that might be... That and might he be actually took vibes. it for me. He took the internet for me because my internet connection has become unstable. So sure. we so, are... we. It's a bit of a trade, a give and take, so to speak. And uh, bear with us as we try to get through this episode, which is episode 297. Today's topic, let me find it. I have it written somewhere. How the Green Bay Packers... The snoozer have cheated the NFL's quarterback system. That title is loaded with bias. There's a lot of words going on there that I'm not so sure should be It might included. be loaded it might be cheated. loaded with bias. Um, but but how could you disagree with with that statement? The Green Bay Packers yeah, have curious. cheated have cheated the NFL quarterbacking system. There are teams all across cheated the... Cheated just seems disingenuous. There are teams all across the NFL that have been searching for quarterbacks for years. Think of the Cleveland Browns, right? I don't know how many how many quarterbacks they've gone through since the year 2000. And here they're out there in Green Bay, Wisconsin, one of the most remote locations for any sports professional sports team to be located in has had quarterback success for decades and now appears to be set up for more years, countless years of quarterbacking success. You should sure hope so. So as a Packers fan, this exactly. is what I hope is true. I was I was just about to say that. I'm not a Green Bay Packers fan. I have, you know, watched Green Bay uh games a lot because I did like their former quarterback Aaron Rodgers. And uh, so I'm not I'm not a non-fan of the Green Bay Packers, but you yourself like to pride yourself and call yourself, recognize yourself as a Green Bay Packers fan. So let me ask you, what is their secret? Because there's not a big draw to their their area, right? It's just a, kind of a small town with a big NFL stadium smacked right dab in the middle of it. But what's their secret? Well, I mean, what what is the deal? How are they doing this? Um, I would say, I would say that they're God's chosen football team, and okay. I think it's a divine intervention. I think, I think you're looking around at like what the city of Cleveland, Ohio, with a, like a what a seventy four percent crime rate. You're talking about you want them to have a good quarterback. Give me a break. Is that Green Bay is a beautiful small town, 
Is that a statistic? Um, like and right it off deserves, the top of your head, or do you know for? Well, it's it's a it's a bit of a generalization. Okay. Um. But 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 that's but that's that's the gist of it. You know, you got good. Uh, you got good small town guys just doing good small town football, and you just superimpose that into the NFL, and you call it a day. You walk away a winner every time. And maybe that's the case. And what you just said reminded me of an image that I saw over the weekend where a NFL player was pointing up to the sky after they scored a touchdown, right? They went across the goal line uh with the football and then to show their appreciation for their lord and savior uh they pointed up to the heavens and you know as if to say shout out to you uh god jesus and the holy spirit for allowing me to score this touchdown and then the other image was god watching television but he was watching the show river monsters <laughs> and i felt i thought that that was he funny. was not it's, paying attention no not paying attention at all but i didn't no. think that, that was kind of a funny meme um, but yeah, that maybe that's the case. Maybe the Lord only tunes into Green Bay Packers games, and that's why he continues to bless them with good quarterbacks uh, decades uh, or that like, span across decades. Because now you've got Jordan Love, uh, who's, a, who's a young young kid that sat behind Aaron Rodgers for a while. Um, and of course, Aaron Rodgers kind of held the held the helm and Green Bay for a long time. But before then, he sat behind Brett Favre, and Brett Favre had had plenty of years of success. Uh, I do want to point out uh, something that was tweeted by sports analyst Andrew Hawkins. I feel like this is the best way to describe what has happened. He said that the Green Bay Packers have a foolproof formula, and it goes like this. You let your quarterback win you a Super Bowl, right? Then you draft a quarterback late in the first round, right before the decline of your current Hall of Fame quarterback. You let that fuel your aging Hall of Fame quarterback into an uptick in performance, simultaneously making them trade bait. Then you let the young quarterback slowly steal the Hall of Fame quarterback's talent like Monstars did in Space Jam. You then trick the New York Jets into a stupid trade for your aging <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterback and then you hand the keys to your young and future Hall of Fame quarterback. And then you just rinse and repeat that cycle. That has been, for the it last, is. let's say, 30 years, what the Green Bay Packers have done. And good for them, right? They've seemed to figure this out. Brett Favre from, 19, Brett Favre from 1992 to 2007. Then you had Aaron Rodgers uh, overlapped right for a couple of years from 2005 to 2022. And then Jordan Love, he's been in Green Bay since they drafted him uh, in 2020. And this was the first year that he kind of uh, became that that franchise quarterback. And it was a little shaky at first. But now, of course, it looks like it's one of the smartest things that any NFL team has ever done. And it's the exact same thing, right? So basically what's going to happen now is Jordan Love is going to have a Hall of Fame career with Green Bay. He's going to win a Super Bowl at some point. Yeah. Maybe, you know, I don't want to jinx anything, but. The Packers looked pretty good Whoa, against the, don't against the Dallas. Anything. They looked pretty good against the Dallas no, that's, Cowboys. That's right? Dallas. That's just Dallas. I don't know what to tell you. So Listen, he might, I'll say he's going to win a Super Bowl. He's going to win a Super Bowl at you some think? point. And then as yeah. he ages, they're going to say, well, this kid out of, uh, I don't know, um, Texas, uh, University of Texas, he looks like a good quarterback. They take him. And then Jordan Love will say, hey, why are you taking a quarterback? I'm still your quarterback. 
he plays out of his mind, you know, over the the mean uh, of what he should be doing at his older age. This will be in the 2030s, I guess, 20, 20, early 2040s. And then they'll trade him to the New York Jets. And then the next quarterback will just come in. Like, it's wild. That's happened. This is this is the third time. I mean, they just continue this pattern. Well, because it, because it's a good pattern, and I'll say I'll say you know trading somebody to the Jets is terrible for that person. I hate to I hate to see that happen to you, but if it happening it happening twice is funny, yet a little coincidental. Now, if it happens three times, then Green Bay is probably they're probably losing money on that trade. It's more to be funny. I think if they do it a third time. It's not a matter of business. It's a matter of like, well, like you'd never expect it to happen three times. So and you I, think I hope I hope that happens. You think in that a, ten years from now, Jordan Love, let's say that he has this Hall of Fame career that he's by the pattern, right? As we're seeing, is supposed to have, and then you think that just for poops and giggles, the Packers will trade him to the Jets just because that's what they've done and they want to keep the ritual going, right? Because Maybe it's one of those things where this has to happen exactly the same every time in order for them to continue to have quarterback success. Because, again, I can't stress enough, there are so many NFL teams that are desperate for quarterback play. Quarterbacking, uh, you know, of course, all the all the big names that you used to watch as a kid, um, at least for the last couple of years, you know, your Tom Brady's, your Peyton Manning's, your Phillip Rivers, they're not walking through that door anymore. Right. So now all the NFL teams are like, we got to find the next guy. Who's the next guy up? And people just cycle through quarterbacks. Right. The Packers have only had really three quarterbacks since 1992. That is unbelievable. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's you. All they had to do was plant the seed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a great quarterback like Brett Favre. He's going to mentor Aaron Rodgers to become a great quarterback, a great quarterback you know, begets a great quarterback. And then Brett Favre moves on, and here's Aaron Rodgers. And guess what? He's mentoring Jordan Love. Guess what Jordan Love's going to do to the next guy? They're mm -hmm. just passing down the skill set, you know? It goes from one to the other. The the, the gem of being the best just goes from one to the other. Um, all you got to do is hit it once. All you got to do is land it one time, and then you just make sure that they keep that chain going. It you would think – Somebody like Tom, something like that would happen maybe with Tom Brady, who has recently recently retired, probably one of the best quarterbacks of all time. You would think whoever was riding behind him would have received some level of mentoring, but the, but Bill Belichick just retired, right? You know, and, so clearly things aren't going well. And so you're implying that there is something to teams bringing in a quarterback, but then not playing them right off the bat, because that's been the more popular trend. It feels like in the past, let's say eight eight years of the NFL where teams just want to draft a rookie quarterback, see if it works. If it doesn't, then they just draft another rookie quarterback, you know, two years from then. I think you're a fool for that. I think you're a fool for that. I think if you don't have a backup plan, you're a, in general in life. You got to have uh just in case, you know what mm. I'm saying? And then if the quarterback sees this young guy and they get along, you know, what's stopping him from passing on the secrets of being really great to the guy after him. And that's an important part of this because it's not like Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and Jordan Love have different playing styles. They all play the exact same. And you're saying that they pass on their secrets and their skills. Mm -hmm. 
you're not joking because Brett Favre mentored Aaron Rodgers, even though he didn't really want to. And next thing you know, Aaron Rodgers looks exactly like Brett Favre, the throwing motions, uh, the reads, you know, just the way that he carries himself. Like it looks exactly the same. Same thing happens with Aaron Rodgers. They draft Jordan Love. Rodgers isn't happy about it. Initially, he doesn't want to mentor him. Then he warms up to him. He mentors him. And I'm not kidding you. Jordan Love is throwing balls where he, both of his feet are off the ground. He's slinging at sidearm. Um, you know, at this rate, at some point, he'll start talking about uh, how he was immunized and won't be truthful about the the, the, the vaccines. Yes, I won't. I won't say the exact. He's got an thing. interview with Pat McAfee, but. Still, like in Jordan Love, as long as he doesn't try to evade taxes and get into conspiracy theories, he's he's really in a good spot because yeah. he could easily get just into kind of a run. legal situation with yeah. uh, like athletic wear fraud or something. Yes. Uh, so his predecessors in Favre and Rogers in uh, Green Bay, he, he they have kind of set the bar low to where if Jordan Love just plays good football and doesn't really do anything off the field, he could disagree. be the best Packer of all time. I disagree. I think with the good, there's going to be a yin to the yang. And I think you, if you're going to have some of the better quarterbacks, you know, in a matter of longevity, you've got you've to gotta have some lows with the highs. And, uh, you know, I think comparatively, those are some pretty mild lows, I think. If you're getting into like maybe like a murder defense situation, that's probably like, well, you know, like what are we thinking now? But you know, for a little bit of a, a little bit of TV drama, you know what? I think I think it's only a matter of time. Jordan Lovell, you know, he'll dirty his hands, but uh, you know, no one will care. No one will care because he's outperforming everybody else. Sure, as long as he's throwing touchdowns, people will look the other way. Yeah, as um, long as I'm entertained, I don't care about anything else he does. Exactly, and I'm sure a lot of like-minded people are thinking the exact same thing. And you said it's only a matter of time. Um, on that note, how long until Jordan Love, you know, does a Levi's commercial, does a commercial for Copper Fit, sure. and becomes a State Farm uh, spokesperson? Like, mm -hmm. are we are we thinking years? Well, he's pretty or... young still, isn't he? Yeah. He's still out. Do you know how old he is? Uh, I mean, he, he got drafted in the NFL in 2020, um, so I don't know exactly how old he was, but he's he's only four years removed from that, so he'd, we'd say he's probably in probably his mid-20s. Mid yeah, 10 to 15 years. Um, they did the Levi, they did State Farm. What's, what's another classic NFL you know, jeans you don't really see much, but you do see the insurance. You see the insurance pretty big. Yeah. Maybe like uh maybe like Trader Joe's or something. Maybe he'll okay. like advertise for Trader Joe's. Maybe so. Um I know what's the what are the the stores that we that we, we actually visited whenever we were in Green Bay that one time? Is it Fleet Farm? Fleet Farms. Oh okay. my goodness. And you know what? Shout out to Fleet Farms. First of all, big yeah. ups. We Second would... of all, I would love for Jordan Love to advertise for fleet farms and it only makes sense it's, dream so, come it's true. so easy with his last name it's like you're gonna love fleet farms like and then that's all he has to say but he, he could, hates that yeah I'm, I'm sure he does hate that but it would be he would like it or at least be a little bit more prone to do it if he was putting money in in his pockets every time he said it uh, and that's something that could probably be arranged but it is just eerie to me i mean Reading that list that I just went through that Andrew Hawkins tweeted out, that's isn't that like it's scary. Like now all they all the next steps are for Aaron Rodgers to 
I think either get drafted or not get drafted, get traded or sign with the Minnesota Vikings and like play a couple of crappy years for them. And so then that, that would continue the cycle too, of course, because Favre played a couple of years for the Vikings. So, or came out of retirement to play for the Vikings. I I'm scared, honestly, like what does green Bay know that everybody else doesn't that that's, that's the thing that's concerning for me. It's not anything that it's not anything Green Bay knows. You know, you've got to consider the circumstances. So I think the biggest thing is uh, the passing of the torch, you know, the passing down of the knowledge and the skills. Uh, but you know what it is? It's it's Green Bay itself. You said it already that it's such a, a small town out of the way facility, you know. But you've been to Green Bay. Have you been to any other fields? I mean, have you seen other fields? You passed them by. I've I've it's attended different. I've attended a game at uh, the Titans Nissan Stadium. Um, that's the only other NFL stadium that I've been to. I have passed by other stadiums though, but there's nothing like Lambeau Field. There's nothing like it. Nothing like it. And that's that's the difference. You know, you're not in the big city setting. You're in the small town. You know. People are friendly with you. You know what I'm saying? You can ride your bike through the streets. And people are people will wave at you with their cup of coffee from the porch. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a different. If it's 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 a different atmosphere, and I think I think that plays a big part. And one of the main reasons why we're having this conversation, because like you said, maybe maybe it does have a shorter shelf life. But considering that this pattern has been, you know, I guess repeating since the '90s. This might be very valid in the year 2030, 2040, more valid than things that we've talked about on this podcast before. So I, I do want to put that out there. But the main reason why we're talking about this is because we we kind of feel like this was validated because the Green Bay Packers went into AT&T Stadium and just molly thwopped. I think that's the way you say it. The Dallas Cowboys. Molly whopped. Molly whopped. Molly thwopped. Right, whatever you want to say, but it was it was sure. ugly. the The Packers came into yep. Dallas Dallas's stadium, and it was as if it was their stadium. Right, they just immediately set the tone. They looked in control, and Jordan Love, I think, kind of had his coming out party. Like, hey, I'm you know this isn't a fluke. I'm here. Uh, we're ready to kind of take over uh, the NFC again. And of course, that also meant that it was a collapse for the Dallas Cowboys and. I do regret not having a cert, cert, two certain people on this episode because both DJ and Thad, uh, who Thad was actually supposed to be on this episode until my Wi-Fi miraculously came back on, but they're huge Dallas Cowboys fans. And I was getting messages from them talking about how devastating it was. I got a, a video from We're Thad. We were saying some egregious things. Yes. And I got a video from Thad that we won't reference directly, but it was like, whoa, okay, calm down. That kind of, that sort of situation. Uh, they, the you Dallas Cowboys fans took it very hard. And speaking of cycles that repeat, this happens, it feels like every single year. And we just talked, Thad and I just talked about it. I could not. Care less. Thad and I just talked about it on the Wheel of Topics episode. One of the topics that was on the wheel was, will the Dallas Cowboys ever stop Dallas Cowboying? And we were we were hopeful, right? We thought maybe this is the year. And and I'll play a little bit of what Thad said in that episode here in just a second because it is it is pretty funny. But on that clip, 
the Dallas Cowboys cycle is they get hyped up before the season starts. They say this is their year. Early on in the season, they just pummel some teams that we find out later are not that good. Then they get delusional and they say, oh my gosh, this team's going to win the Super Bowl. Maybe they lose a couple games, but then they come right back and, and regain the trust of their fan base. And then right at the end, they just collapse and choke and, and lose in the playoffs. And it mm -hmm. happens like clockwork. It happens like how the Packers get their quarterbacks. So because of all that... So more often, the cycle, the cycle yes. spins faster for them. It does. Uh, but because of all that... I, I think they going... deserve it. <laughs> Maybe they do. Um, and I mean, you're going to act like that and not learn. You yeah, know, and... the essence of being a human is like learning from your past. And they, and what's well, the definition they just of, to do that. What's the definition of insanity, right? Doing the exact same thing exactly. over and over again and expecting different results. The Dallas Are Cowboys. all Dallas fans clinically insane? They could be. And speaking of clinically insane, let's listen to what Thad said uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, whenever he was talking about if the Dallas Cowboys could ever stop Dallas Cowboying. Is that the question that we're trying to get at if, or is that the one that we're trying to answer of, can the Dallas Cowboys ever stop Dallas Cowboying? I mean, it, I, you know, we're, we're really only looking at a small sample size. I mean, if, if we're, if we're going to use this phrase and this mentality of the Cowboys, I mean, it's a small sample size of they've only been doing it for a few decades in a row. You know, just 25, you know, 25 years in a row, 25, almost 30 years in a row. A I mean, to some people, I mean, is that can you really consider a pattern if it's happened 365 days, 30 times in a row? I mean, can I, you, know, you? That's tough. I don't, I, 30, I think, almost 30. Years, I mean, like, can I think you? I think the saying, though, is is like if if you do something for three months, it becomes a, a routine or a schedule or who said you know, that? a pattern. I'm not sure who said it, but um, that would. If you if you applied that, then yes, that would be a pattern. But you're saying that just because it's happened every single month for the last 30 years, possibly, that doesn't mean that it's meant to happen every single time. And it and it might not mean that it's going to happen in the future. Right. It's like flipping a coin. Except if the coin landed on heads for 30 years in a row. Okay. Eventually. Unless it's a fake coin, it will flip on tails. Sure. It, the, it, the law of averages, it's going to bring it down. Has to. Okay. Uh, you know, so, and just for the record, because it's January 2nd, I'm going to call it. It's all year. We didn't, boys. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Wow. So you're saying that the Dallas Cowboys are going to stop Dallas Cowboying this year? No, they're going to start being the Dallas Cowboys this year. Wow. Okay. So. That's a prediction. I don't know if we've ever done something like that on All You Need to Know, but I'll make sure we write that down. Uh, maybe even put it up on the poll. Is this the year the Dallas Cowboys win the Super Bowl? That'll be exciting to see uh, if that plays out. And, hey, if it does work out, boom. You know, you can play this back. Say I said this on January 2nd of 2024. But that's How about this? Go ahead. Go I'm ahead. so confident that if okay. the Dallas Cowboys don't win the Super Bowl this year, I will do a terrible thing. Okay. I'll just leave it uh, up in the air at that. Well, I don't Just think that's, leave super, it. that's not super fun though, because usually it's like if I if I if they don't, I'll jump into a pond. That's in could the cold it outside. could be that I could do that. Okay, I, I just didn't like the way that you said it, but unfortunately, we don't have time to get it's into something terrible. So that's effectively hilarious that he uh, straight out came out and said 
this was the year that the Dallas Cowboys were going to win the Super Bowl. So he was clearly in the delusional state where uh, they had they had, you know, had success and they had not yet gotten into the playoffs. And of course, since then, that the Cowboys made the playoffs and are already out of the out of the playoffs. And for people that are maybe listening years from now, this is uh, 2024, January of 2024. You can look it up. Uh, the Cowboys had an epic choke job uh, at their home stadium against a very young and inexperienced Green Bay Packers team. So how funny Mike is McCarthy that? McCarthy is losing his job. Yeah, Mike, Mike McCarthy, uh, he used to used to be the coach for the Green Bay Packers, Got somehow got hired to, do, to be the Dallas Cowboys head coach, uh, which it really made no sense because the – the Packers parted ways with him because he wasn't able to, it seemed like finish, uh, finish off in the clutch. He struggled in big games. And so Dallas said, well, it's not working for him over there, but maybe it'll work for us. And you see that all the time in the NFL. Clearly it's not working. By the time this episode airs, Mike McCarthy could have already gotten the ax. We don't know. Uh, it's, it's just funny. And, and as a green Bay Packers fan, how funny is it to hear Thad, talk so you know optimistically about the dallas cowboys when he really should have have seen this coming it's it's hilarious and you know when i say i don't feel bad it's not malicious it's like how you might pity it's like how you might pity someone with a with a debilitative disease and they don't understand it i'll say this uh you know you would think like after you get let down enough you might consider shopping around you know, it's easier said than done to like switch your team allegiance. You can't really do that. But like, mate, like, what if you did, though? Imagine, imagine rooting for a team that had, you know, like a marginal chance of success. I just feel bad for them. It's a lot of pity in my heart for a Dallas fan, especially to see the way they react because, you know, they're surprised uh, every time it happens. Inconsistent, even it's exactly. Inconsistent or perhaps consistently bad as Dallas is. They're like destroying TVs and flipping cars. They're like, what? Like it happened 20 times in a row, but like I didn't expect it to happen 21 times in a row, you know? Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a yeah, classic. It's, it's fool, me, fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. I think that that's maybe fair to say. <laughs> I agree but, with that. Yeah. But we won't we won't make this episode any longer than it needs to, right? Because instead of listening to us talk about the Packers' success, you should just go watch the Packers be successful. Whether that be watching old Brett Favre uh, tape or his Levi commercials where he's playing a pickup game of football in a park, just wearing jeans like a madman. Um, maybe you're going to go back. That. Maybe you're going to go back and watch Roger sling some passes uh, to the likes of. Uh, Randall Cobb and Devontae Adams and Jordy Nelson, right? What whatever wide Jordy. receiver, whatever wide receiver or tight end that you would prefer for Rodgers to throw to, you can look it up on YouTube. And now in the modern day, you can flip on the TV and there's a chance that Jordan Love's playing for a Super Bowl. We don't know that. Um Thad, of course, said that it was going to be the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. They're out. Uh, so let's see what happens, right? Love and the Packers have a tough one coming up and again this might be dated if you listen to it after uh this weekend this upcoming weekend but hey uh football is fun right very dangerous there are multiple times whenever i watch football and i go oh gosh like you know uh that guy's 
Uh, eyes just rolled into the back of his head. I hope he's okay. I'm going to go get, you know, another beer out of the fridge. Um, it, it is kind of scary whenever you sit there and, and watch football, but it is also very scary to watch the Packers continually have decades of consistent replicated success at the quarterback position. So congrats to you happy. For, for being you for born that. into, uh, I appreciate that the luck and, uh, appreciate well, what do you always say? What do you, I mean, you're not so far, you're not so different. Quinn's a Minnesota fan, but he's always said that if he wasn't a Minnesota fan, he would be a Packers fan. The Packers you know, are. You could be my, an honorary Packers fan. Packers are one of my my second favorite teams. Um, but again, we were talking about how like you kind of have to pick and choose a team. Like it just doesn't feel right to switch. Like I've got to stick. I understand. With the yeah. Vikings, even through whenever, the bad times. Whenever they do win the Super Bowl, um, probably whenever I'm you know 82, uh, it'll be so fun that you know I, I kind of stuck around. It'll be. Yeah, and and the and culmination of all your waiting. Exactly. Yep. So, um, in conclusion, Jordan Love, really good. Green Bay Packers, shout out to you for somehow, I don't know, seeing into the future and knowing all of these things are going to happen. Back to the formula. Uh, it is interesting. And then to all the Green Bay Packers fans out there, like count your blessings, right? Because you are very fortunate to be a fan of a team that somehow consistently is successful and is good at picking out uh, future quarterbacks. So that's going to do it for this episode. all the Dallas fans, uh, womp, womp. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, wah, wah, or, you know, womp, womp. But let's not rub it in, right? They've, they've, they've got it rough right. enough. Uh, they always have that high expectations, true. and then it gets uh, ripped out from underneath them. So, yeah. uh, But that's going to do it for this episode of AYN2K. My name is Quinn Eaton. My Zeke Bear. And this has been All You Need to Know. This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at allyouneed2no00 at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K, we've got you covered.